you're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, and I am so thrilled that you're here with me today. I have a very special guest, and I know that her story will resonate with many. Uh, There are so many pieces to this story. The story is uh, fruitful of hope and possibilities, inspiration, and continuing on. Uh, Today, we have Miss Amy Mills with us. And Amy is a a gal that I have known over the years here in the Austin, Texas area, but uh, then did not uh, stay in touch as my life changed and we have circled back and she is now an author of an amazing book that will again give tremendous insight and inspiration to so many. So without further ado, I'd like to bring Amy on, but I just, before I do that, I do want to share that why I'm doing Unique Leaders Live. Unique Leaders is about them. It's all about our guest and everyone is unique and everyone is a leader and we all have a story. And the success is in the story. And I say success with quotation marks around it because it's not about a benchmark. It's not about seeing that uh, number on the bottom of the page, so to speak. It's about attaining your goals and your dreams. And what we all wanna do, and I include we with my guests, What we want to do with Unique Leaders is to share that we're all unique and we all have a story. And in that story is our journey. And our journey is never over. And we're continuing to climb with that. And so with that, I just wanted to share that this is a very important piece to Unique Leaders Live because we all want to share with you and give you encouragement to continue on, to build, to begin, but to continue on. So without further ado, I'd like to bring my guest on, Miss Amy Mills. Hello, Amy. Hello. Well, I love listening to that intro. It's so good. The success is in the story. Really true. It truly is. Mm -hmm. And you and I have been uh, plugging away for many years at our goals, (laughs) dreams, and aspirations. Yes. But life does happen and life does sometimes challenge those goals and dreams. They also spur them on to different directions, but it's in the story. So let's start from the beginning. So you're a Texas girl. I am a Texas girl, born and raised. I was uh, born in San Angelo, Texas and moved the next day after birth to Stephenville, Texas, a very small um, town outside of Fort Worth. It's gotten a lot bigger since I left, uh, since I was born. But at that time, uh, Tarleton wasn't even a university. It was Tarleton College that was there in Stephenville. So I love that I grew up in a small town because then I was able to move with my career to Austin, which, you know, I call that a big town uh, compared to where I came from. And I love having that dynamic of, of um, being, to, you know, just being able to talk to all walks of life, having that small town mentality, but then also, you know, being in the city, working downtown Austin for so many years in sales and marketing 
and then having the ability to work with professionals. So it's been a it's been a fun journey to be able to relate to all walks of life because of where I grew up. So let's go back to that though. Let's go back to um, that period of time when you were growing up in Stephenville. Mm -hmm. I lived in Fort Worth, by the way, for 17 years. Oh. When I moved from Fort Worth, excuse me, from New York to Fort Worth in 1987. Yes, so this New York girl there in 1987. So I remember now not Carlton, uh, Tarleton College, but meaning back in the day when that whole area was just beginning. Oh, completely. Yeah, it was really a small town when when I you know I left um, I left Stephenville in '84 and you know never moved back i moved straight to austin and have been in this area since 84. Oh, so long, so, long time. yeah so i call it my adult home you know i moved away i moved here from home and and then kind of grew up here i feel like as an as an adult so when you were a young gal um you know in the um you know young young years mm -hmm. the time that you left home, so to speak, to, to venture forth, kind of a Mary Tyler Moore moment, you know, <laughs> uh, when you, but when you were a young gal, uh, did you know what you wanted to do? Did you have dreams? Did you think of that you would be doing what you're doing today? Tell us a little bit about young Amy. Young Amy was full of life and movement. I was that ever moving child, you know, the one on the bicycle, the one running track, the one um, that you couldn't find at night because I had ridden my bike off to the grocery store. I, I was roller skating in the neighborhood, just super active always. So God bless my mother um, who has passed many years ago, but she just, you know, had a challenge to funnel all of that energy that I had. And she did a really good job at it. She um, just really loved me unconditionally and, and, and um, gosh, uh, embraced all of my deficits as well as those things that I know she saw in me that would, that I would be able to use. I mean, honestly, that DNA is the DNA that got me to, through some of, you know, my trials, but living in a small town. I mean, I was a cheerleader. I was in the drill team. I played basketball. I mean, I'm telling you, I was active and uh, just, I was athletic and um, just loved anything that had energy, anything that was exciting. And so when you went to Austin in 1984, when you moved uh, as a young gal, uh, did you go for school? Did you mm -hmm. just decide to pick up and go? And it's sort of like, you know, the East Coast gals, would pick up and go to New York City. I mean, so did you? Well, yeah. And the funny story is, is that Stephenville is known as a, is cowboy country. Um, at one point, it had produced more rodeo champion rodeo cowboys than any other um, county in the nation. And so, I mean, Tarleton was a known for, you know, a, a rural um, cowboy kind of school. Well, I was a rock and roller, okay? I was the rebel rock and roller, so I wanted out of there as fast as I could get out of there. So I didn't really know what I was gonna do. I wanted to be an actress. That's what I always wanted to do. And my mother was like, no, you're not gonna do that. Those people go, you know, and at that time in Hollywood, things were happening that were not good. I mean, you know, this is the days of, Marilyn Monroe dying and you know all these crazy things were happening and these, you know they're doing drugs and they're dying and she just knew the lifestyle would be horrible 
And so she really deterred me from that. But I wanted to go to California and I wanted to be an actress. That's what I wanted to do. So probably my mom um, saved me from potentially something really, really bad because I got into drugs and alcohol before I left home. Um, and unfortunately, I left home a broken young woman, you know, setting off to create my, my world, my life. And because of things that were done to me and things that I had done myself, um, there was just a broken soul there before I even left home at 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, it's uh, back in the day, and I think, I mean, you're younger than I am, but um, it was such a time of experimentation. Mm -hmm. and it was a time when, um, you know, it was before relativism, but your mindset, but it was a time where, you know, it was very, like you said, about social and being yeah. and doing, and it wasn't really recognized or you didn't recognize that this was taking down a road of really challenge. Uh, but I, I do understand and I, I do relate for sure. And so many, yeah. and again, Amy, thank you for being so transparent because that is um, so many young ladies and men, mm -hmm. um, and, and middle-aged ladies and men, meaning we all struggle for, with different things. And it's right. and it is not just one and done. It, it can mm -hmm. continue on. And right. And I, you know, when everybody stopped partying, I didn't. You know, whenever, when the fun was over, um, for me, it had become uh, more addictive. It had become um, something I needed to try and I guess numb. I don't really know how to describe it, but I certainly was doing it from a broken place. I can tell you that much. Mm -hmm. Do I feel like I was numbing something or I, I'm not sure, but I was doing it out of a broken place. And when I started really young, I was doing it out of a broken place and out of rebellion mm -hmm. and out of fun. Right. I mean, I was just ridiculously adventurous and if it, you know, I'm, let's go for it. Let's try it. Let's do it. You know, you. it's kind of the way I looked at all of that. But unfortunately, um, when, it, when, you know, when the party ended my on and off battle with drugs and alcohol went on for about 15 years on and off. Um, and it was, uh, something that I finally, you know, my rock bottom. I chose what it was and I definitely hit rock bottom. And so in Austin, and one thing I do want to share, I really do believe in speaking, not just with the, this show, you know, since we started Unique Leaders, but over the years that um, people that are, um, you know, high energy mm -hmm. and are, uh, I don't want to use the word driven, but are motivated yeah. to do things have a higher propensity for, uh, you know, it's, it's the adrenals, you know, yeah, and it's, sure. and pushing yourself and mm -hmm. you're, and, and also part of that too, is then bringing it down, you know, yeah. with, uh, uh, alcohol certainly, you know, and so it's, it's a very complex thing. Mm -hmm. It truly is a complex thing, but as you're saying, it, it becomes a habit and that mm -hmm. is the challenge. So when you got to Austin and you're a high powered gal, you're a motivated person yeah. and a very dynamic person. So you entered the uh, business world and what was your first uh, job and what led that to the next? Yeah. Year? So I went to tech, uh, Southwest Texas State University at the time. So Texas State University is where I went to school. So I was there. 
for four years and I, you know, all of the activities that I had been involved in and, and all the things that I had done in high school, I was ready. When I got to college, I had, I had a, a lot of that. It wasn't out of my system, but I had done a lot of that. I didn't want to do it in college. I wanted to get in college. I wanted to get my degree and I wanted to go to work. I mean, I was motivated to make money. That's what I wanted to do. And so I, I focused in college. I wasn't involved in, in anything. I didn't do sorority. I felt like I had been, I felt like I had been in a sorority for four years already with cheerleading and, and, and drill team. And I didn't want anybody to tell me, you know, anymore how to walk, how, what to wear, all that kind of stuff. And so I didn't do sorority. And um, for that, I, I certainly lost out on relationships that I see some people have through their, you know, from, from college, they have, they come out with really amazing relationships because of some of the activities. Not me. I just got in there, was driven, got out in four years and I wanted to start working and I got, a journalism degree um, is what my, my, my primary degree was. And I got a minor in business administration and I left school thinking I wanted to do public relations out of that, out of the journalism school. And so I headed out for a public relations job and it didn't go as I planned. It, it was very, I couldn't break into the system. I didn't do any internships. I didn't really have any experience in that specialty. And so I took a job in the hospitality industry in the sales and marketing department at a hotel and um, learned that industry, worked my way up very fast and became a sales manager for hotels for many years, for about, I think, nine years. Um, and then when I realized that I was going to have to probably move far away to a luxury resort to go higher than I was, that, that didn't interest me. And so at that time, um, I had talked to some people that were in the radio business and I just thought that sounded so fascinating. Um, the, my favorite station in Austin um, at the time was the rock station, KLBJ. So I, and I wanted to make more money. I wanted to write, I kind of had hit a ceiling in the hospitality industry and I knew I could blow that up in the, in the radio world. And so indeed I interviewed and I got the job with the station that I wanted and I worked my way through media in the sales department uh, before I was ever actually on the radio. And I loved it, loved it. And I actually got promoted uh, there to business development director, which I was managing the salespeople of all five stations to try and do some out of the box marketing. I kind of write a funny story about it in my book because it was a new way of selling that they were trying to implement to all five stations. And the salespeople, they're like, we, we are making our money. We're doing great. We have our clients. We don't want to learn anything new. They were so resistant. And, you know, there was a lot of success and money behind those programs, but they took work. But I loved them because I was able to be creative and they were more successful and I gravitated to them and I had giant success. Anyway, so the story goes, you know, that, that, that it was perspective, you know, the perspective they had about this new department um, even though it was gold in the end, they just couldn't get a perspective change on selling differently. Interesting. Interesting. I had the same experience at Alcon in Fort Worth. Mm. 
um, I really didn't set out to start or say I was going to do my own skincare brand. I just knew I needed and wanted to create. Yeah. I had been in national sales and marketing in the beauty industry for another company before taking that position. And so we were working on, it's a long story, but the bottom line is I did a whole storyboard on a skincare line attached to the hair care line based on hyaluronic acid, which is the tour de force today. Yeah. A whole other story. But my boss actually said, Amy, this is in 1990, skincare doesn't sell. Wow. And I was like, Woo! I don't know if I can stay here that long. But, yeah. You know, but I did have a daughter in college, so I didn't quit my job. Yeah. But but I knew that that Crazy. was such a short perspective, time right? Perspective. 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 And years later, the gentleman called me and said, would you like to do something together? I said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, because it was, it was, I was off on you my think way. way you know? too small, buddy. Right, right. <laughs> perspective that's a yeah. chapter perspective it is it is yeah whole chapter on perspective it's huge mm -hmm. so then um from there then you you mentioned earlier you got on air i did and i didn't get on air until i uh launched a 501c3 ministry after radio i went on to uh have i i created my own uh business really it was a it was a marketing company in business development and so i left the radio station to do my own thing and i have such an entrepreneurial spirit which kind of almost goes along with that high energy driven you know wants the next thing and is always you know i'm a personal development freak and always looking for you know the next thing and and in my book i talk so much about that next level life and my tribe they are next level lifers you know they're people that are looking for that next level and so that's what i did and i uh, then then from there helped my husband launch a custom home building company so i was kind of doing just really filling filling that place inside of me to build and create mm -hmm. and um then if you want to we could talk about the tumor or we can come back to that so what i was going to say so that led, you know, you were building and creating. And that, again, back to everything we've said or you have shared so far is about that foundation of mm -hmm. giving you uh, understanding. And if you'd like to spend a minute of now or later, but about because you mentioned you touched on uh, your ministry. Yeah. And so if you'd like to speak to your faith mm -hmm. and how that plays into mm -hmm even before your um, yeah, physical that's challenge. That's huge. I, I do, I do, because it's so critical. So I was very good at, I was. I became a master at, at making everything on the outside look fantastic. But on the inside, as I have gone from high school to college to my career, I have this inside that is broken and that is wounded and that, um, has just been tortured over the years just trying to manage that and not knowing how to get freedom i mean i was bound in so many ways and i needed freedom mm -hmm. and um you know so it, it i was dying on the inside while everything to the world you know looked fantastic i mean i was making six figures i was driving a fancy sports car i was eating great sushi all the time mm -hmm. and you know that's what hey she's living the high life and really very few people knew what was going on inside of me it was almost like a double life megan right i had this 
you know, this life that was successful and exciting. And then I had this life that was just a real struggle on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so a long story short, I had a, I had a series of things that happened to me. And um, one of in that series was landing um, in the ER two times um, with alcohol poisoning. And those, that experience just brought me to my knees. It was so humiliating. It was so, uh, for me, degrading. And it was my wake up call to say, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And um, on my the morning of my 30th birthday, I went out to run like I did at 6 a.m. every morning before work. And I stood in the middle of the street and I had an amazing moment with God and with Jesus that who is, um, you know, the head of my faith, of my Christianity. And I had a spiritual revolution at after that moment. And I made a deal with God and I said, OK, I've wrecked the last 10 years of my life. I did it my way and I have been headstrong. It's not working. It's a mess and I'm broken. I'm going to give you the next 10 years, God, and whoever does the best job out of their 10 years gets the rest of my life. <laughs> and so, you know, God is having a heyday with that deal. Oh, yes. And certainly he won. And I had a series of um, things that happened to me over the next really 24 months of my life that radically changed who I was. I was raised in the church, but I had never, um, I had never made him Lord of my life. And so when I did that and when there was total surrender, it was that moment of surrender, all of it that I was trying to manage and the Lord showed up and through people and places and circumstances, my life got cleaned up and changed and I've never looked back from that day um, on my 30th birthday that's been a long time ago and from that experience of freedom being so bound and getting so much freedom and don't get me wrong I had to do a lot of hard things and I had to work and I had to partner with God but he's faithful and um, I created that 501 c3 ministry to walk women out of any sort of oppression or bondage into freedom so that they can go and live the extraordinary life that, that God has for them. And that from then it became the passion really of my life. And I've, I've been doing a little bit of that ever since I created that ministry back in 2009 Nine. is when that was created. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and thank you for sharing that because, mm -hmm. Again, it's in the story mm -hmm. that is the freedom. Yeah. And it is in the understanding for not only you and I, but others that are listening and will continue to listen mm -hmm. because it is that surrender. What mm -hmm. you said, Amy, it really is in that surrendering mm -hmm. and saying, I need help. Yeah. And however that looks, whatever structure, you were in the middle of the street, I need to <laughs> Talking to Jesus. That's right. Really, it, but it's that surrender. Mm -hmm. It is that surrender to God. It really is. And in all good stories, there is some sort of surrender. When we're trying to go, when you, if you want to grow, something has to go. That's what I say. When you want to grow, something has to go. And so you have to have a moment of surrender. And that can be, you know, with your entire life, 
-hmm. to a spiritual transformation or that can be to habits that need to go in your life and you're surrendering to um, a, a new thing, a new thing in your life and, and then you can grow, but something has to go to grow. It's a great, I will put that in the text because mm -hmm. that's a great line, a great piece of mm -hmm. your heart mm -hmm. because it's, it's so true though. Something has to go for you to grow. Amen. Mm -hmm. So that foundation, mm -hmm. wow, wow, was set yes. to prepare you yeah. for what was to come. Yeah. So share with our guests, you know, that next piece. With that. Well, after that uh, transformation and after all the struggle that I had felt like I had gone through in my life up until that point, Emotion, a lot of emotional bondage really is what, you know, led me to that point. And I'm free, right? I'm free. And I'm like, okay, we're over the hump. You know, life is going to be good. And don't we think that when we're younger, it's like, okay, I've got it. Let's go. And um, what happened was I began to have severe lower back pain. I thought I'd hurt my back running mm -hmm. and just kind of kept pressing through. But what was discovered was a tumor inside the spinal cord. And I have to say that sometimes two times because people think a spine tumor, they think it's on your spine. No, it was, it was inside the spinal cord and it ruptured. That tumor had to be taken out and it was misdiagnosed for many years. I had been to Johns Hopkins twice. I had been to MD Anderson. This is a very rare condition and it was misdiagnosed. It wasn't until they got inside of me that they found out that it was actually a tumor that had ruptured out. And the, the surgeon said it looked like a grenade had gone off inside the cord. So he worked on me for five and a half hours trying to decipher what was cord and what was tumor to remove from my body. And when I woke up, I found the news, I found out the news that it was not what they expected and that he had to go deeper into my cord than he ever expected. My two day stay in the hospital and I think two hours surgery turned into two months in the hospital, five and a half hour surgery. And I woke up um, as a paralytic. So define the word paralytic. Mm -hmm. I could not move from my breast down. I lost sensory, cold, hot, sharp, all through my trunk. I lost sensory down my left side. They knew they had lost complete sensory within the surgery. They have tools that tell them that. And he was millimeters away from me, from the machine saying I had lost all function. And so he stopped. He knew I was a young mother. My daughter had just turned four the week before my surgery. He knew that I was very athletic. He considered all those things. And, and so he stopped. And um, it, it was, I mean, it was devastating. It was, I, I don't, you know, devastating doesn't even really do it justice. No, right? There really are no words for mm -hmm. what you experience personally. And of course your family. So you said the two-hour surgery went to five. The two-day in the uh, hospital mm -hmm. turned into what two step two months. Yeah, so I was in the hospital for two months. And as much as I wanted to go home, I wanted to stay, right? Because I wanted to get everything I could get mm -hmm. out of 
that experience with that full-time care from sunup to sundown. Um, paralyzation is recovering from it is incredibly painful. And most people can't press through that pain. And certainly people that have experiences like that, where they've got to physically rehab themselves and they have not had a health journey mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they're sunk. Yeah. They don't make it. They stay in a wheelchair. They stay immobile. They stay on a cane, whatever. I thank God to this day that I had the spiritual foundation, but I had the health foundation too, Megan. I had done the work. And so my body knew, like my body had intelligence to know like what to do. This was, there was memory there. If I could just get the connection, look, when the spinal cord is the control tower to our entire body and something goes down in the cord, you lose communication. You lose the communication line. And so, you know, you don't just lose function. You lose bowels. You lose bladder. You lose, you can lose endocrine system. You, all of these things. And so I wasn't just battling I see. for my mobility, right? I was battling to get these, all these systems, you know, functioning again. And, and by the grace of God, we did get them functioning. I mean, I had, I've had a miraculous recovery. And for the audience, I'm fully, I'm a fully walking, functioning woman. It looks a bit like I limp or that I have a hurt knee when I'm really tired. I have a drop foot a little bit, but I have rehabbed myself back, Megan. And people can't believe this, but over the past 12 years, I have taken myself through 1100 therapy sessions. Been in therapy. <laughs> I've been in therapy every week. Mm-hmm. For 12 wow. years so it's it, it, it was it has become or was a lifestyle but it was that mm-hmm. commitment mm-hmm. to it but I, as you're speaking and i heard you on lisa copeland's mm-hmm. show and i've you know pondered uh this interview and i i knew enough amy to know that that of your life mm-hmm. of that but i didn't know the details mm-hmm. but that commitment to um that surrender yeah i didn't know that piece but mm-hmm. i knew that had to have been there mm-hmm. to give you that strength of courage yeah and that grit yeah to continue on yeah i mean it gives me chills to hear you say it um my book is called sold out s-o-u-l-e-d my ministry was called sold out. The book was not supposed to be even called that. And that was a God moment, but sold out was my ministry is my ministry name. Mm-hmm. And I talk about in the book that that moment in the street with God is when I sold out my mind, my will, my emotions, my soul purposed towards a life with God, a surrendered life to Christ. Mm-hmm. The second time I sold out in my life, that kind of decision, declaration, and dedication was in the ICU when I woke up and I heard the news. When I heard the nurses that wheeled me into the rehab hospital, I was on a gurney. They pushed me down the hallway, and upon our arrival, I heard them call me a para. Hearing those nurses call me a para 
sent me into an abyss that I, I have never known. And so I sold out in the ICU to this commitment, right? It was a soul commitment, regardless of the cost that I was going to run and not just walk. I was professing to them, I am a runner. You're, you're hoping I can walk. I want to run again. And that is what I've had my sights on for 12 years. I have not run yet. I am quite a ways away from that. But that, that moment of, of becoming sold out in the ICU has carried me literally for the, the past 12 years. And ironically, Megan, the coolest thing is, is that when I created the, the framework for my book and talked about decision and declar uh, uh, declaration and dedication, it dawned on me that that's exactly what you do when you surrender to a life of faith. Amen. You make a decision, you declare it, and then you dedicate yourself no matter the cost without seeing the future. This is where you're going. It was the coolest thing. And then I realized that those three things have moved me and can move anyone out of any form of paralysis. This is the beginning of the framework, the decision, the declaration, the dedication. So it's the coolest thing. Anyone can apply those principles. So great. You know, you shared about the nurses speaking behind your back, so to speak. <laughs> Excuse me. And para. I mean, words are so power powerful. Mm -hmm. And again, you could have just taken that mantle on yeah. and owned that mantle. Mm -hmm. And you said, no, mm -hmm. that is not who I am. That is not my image. Yeah. And I am going to continue on. You also said about running, you know, kiddo, you are running. Oh. You are running. It may not be literal, but you are figuratively running. You're running your life. You're running this path. You are on this path. You are running to that helping others. So, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not saying you will never put your uh, 90s Thank you for on. saying that. That's, that's really good. No. Yeah, that, that's good. And you're right. I, I am. It might not look like the running that I had planned for, but certainly I'm running my race. You are. Yes. Men. So you now... Um, the book went live or on Amazon. Yes. About two, three weeks ago, right? That's right. Really okay. recently. Yes. And so, um, again, repeat the uh, title. Yeah. Sold out. S-O-U-L-E-D. Sold out. Um, and then there's a subtitle, Attain Your Next Level Life Despite Unexpected Outcomes. And based on my... Um, you know, many, many, many years, 30 years of living through traumatic, unexpected outcomes. I have come up with a formula, principles, truths that will help anybody walk out of the wheelchair that life has placed them in. This book is for people who are stuck, mm -hmm. stumbling, needing encouragement just to get across their finish line. It's for people that feel completely paralyzed. It is my story, but I always wanted to teach what I have learned from all of these traumatic, um, you know, 
experiences in my life and how did I walk out of that and how am I whole and flourishing and full of hope and all of those things that, that, I mean, every single one of these things could have taken me down. I mean, I, I, I feel lucky that I'm not in a gutter somewhere, you know, with a drug overdose. I mean, that was a reality. For me. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah. That could have happened easily. Mm -hmm. and, and so I love sharing these principles with anybody who is feeling like they want to go to their next level life. They have it. They have it in their sight. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, there's a roadblock. You need, the you need the tools. Yes. Yeah. There's so many programs that are very um, uplifting and encouraging and great material. Mm -hmm. They don't have tools. They don't mm -hmm. have the concrete tools mm -hmm. to assist the individual. The visual that you just said about, uh, it was just, you know, you said about, again, the visual of a wheelchair, mm -hmm. but that wheelchair is that bondage of whatever it is. It is. And to, um, get out of that wheelchair and just so powerful. So I wanna, can I read something real quick? Um, it's real short, but I think it's important. I am going to be, I met the most beautiful woman that is bound to a wheelchair mm -hmm. and we had a fantastic conversation. I have over the years met people that are still in their wheelchair and I put a disclaimer in my book and I want to read it. I think it's real important. I said, I'm certainly aware that there are individuals who will not walk out of their wheelchair. It has been my honor to meet a handful of such individuals. Many of these amazing individuals have figured out how to live their next level life far more wholly than have those of us with full mobility. The processes and truths in this book apply both to those who have use of their extremities as well as those who do not. Maximum mobility is an inside job and it is available to all human beings. I continue to stand in awe of those who are bound to wheelchairs, but are next level lifers anyway. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. I've just started doing the um, operation restored warrior and uh, mm. then I got a cold and you know, I just, it went into my chest. So last about week and a half, I haven't been able to do my 2.2 miles, but there's such an epidemic of suicide. And that, and it, and not, and they don't have to have been, you know, an amputee, but it's yeah. that brokenness. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you have such a calling mm -hmm. to reach out to every facet, you know, of life. Mm -hmm. so this um, sold out ministry you have put together and, and your book yeah. is the launching pad to a course. Yes. Putting to get, have put together mm -hmm. and you're launching it soon, correct? Yeah. So what we've done um, yesterday, we launched the book course study or the book study course because it's more than a book study. Um, I, there are principles in each chapter. What I did is I tell a story and then I give what I learned out of it. Tell the story, give what I learned out of it. That's kind of the rhythm of the book because then I was like, yeah, my story is great, but how, you know, why do you care? Well, you care because here's what you can learn from it. And I know it works because it's road tested out of the trenches. And so that's kind of how the book is structured. So I created a mini course, if you will, to take people through the book and teach the principles. And then next year, um, a little ways into 2021, then I will launch a deep dive course that would anchor in the principles. And so the first study is to kind of get your headspace around it and start looking at a framework for your life and, and take some action steps for sure. 
and people are going to get a lot of freedom from just reading the book. Mm -hmm. But then that deep dive course is to really start doing life application and to get it anchored into your life. So I, I can't even tell you how excited I am. And listen, if you're listening to this today, it's October 2nd. We started yesterday. I, you can join the course right now. That is what I was going to ask. Yeah. I, just, I had every intention. <laughs> and then I got sick. And yeah. it's kind of through the uh, been working. Yeah. Know, but just other extra things that you push on with, I just had to put aside to uh, keep. You got to rest. Yes, exactly. So there'll be a to have you know five chapters to catch up on. So you have some reading to do, but you're not you know really just was an entry. I also have the video. So if you join today or tomorrow, I can send the first video to you, okay. and then you can start with us next week. We're doing Thursdays in October um, at noon, so twelve to one. We do it. I do a teaching, a live teaching, and then I record it so you can have the playback. Then um, along the way, along the week, I'm going to give you inspirational calls. I'm going to send a short video. I'm going to give you an exercise. So you have some things to do. So it's kind of a, it's, I mean, it's kind of a crash course. It's not a deep dive, but it's impactful. And we'll just do it for the month of October. So I, uh, so please share and we'll put it in the text mm -hmm. of how you, um, where a person would go and sign up for the course. The yeah. And let me tell you, it's live with Amy.com forward slash course. Okay. Live with Amy.com forward slash course. And you can get yourself registered. You can order your book. I'll send you the chapters that you need via email to get started until the book comes in and join us. Do not wait. I mean, you can, you can have the end of October can come and you can have movement in dead spaces. Don't wait. Get yourself unstuck and moving towards your destiny. Don't wait. You know, you said something very key um, about faith and about um, the foundation. Because again, we all need foundation mm -hmm. and with and tools. And so mm -hmm. this is such a great way to, even if you don't go into the deep dive, this mm -hmm. gives you that foundation completely of understanding a person who has challenge been challenged with many things mm -hmm. um but we all have challenges and that's mm -hmm. the other piece to unique leaders we all have challenges mm -hmm. if you think you don't if you think that other people don't yeah. you're sadly mistaken yeah it, it is everyone and it's back to perspective you know it's uh that your perspective on things I mean, I, I ran a similar ministry before I formed my 501c3. Mm -hmm. And one of the things other than my experience and freedom that I gained in life was that I had this opportunity over a couple of years to hear hundreds of stories from women mm -hmm. that were bearing their soul to me. And I was blown away with what people carry, what people go through. You cannot imagine. You only see the highlight reel. Do that it is a mirage there you know and and so I was like I have to do this I have a secret that I cannot keep when I realized that regardless of how hello I was one of them you know back then however it looks on the outside you never know what's going on on the inside we all look if you're living this life you are either in a challenge or you're heading towards one amen amen so have you ever read um Three feet from gold. 
No, but I just know the story. I have not read the book, but Jan told me the star friend told me the story and I mentioned it in my book because I loved the story. It was incredible. So I always end my friend. Well, before we go here, let me ask you this. We've talked about, you know, the mini, the book coming out and, and how you just said, and I can't wait to read it. And I, um, you know, was going to order it and then I got sick. And then, so I've just placed the order the other day. So that's great that you're, you know, ascending the chapters along. Yeah. But let's tie that into a, a closure before I do ask you something about from three feet from gold. Okay. okay. Is there anything else you'd like to share mm. with our, you know, our guests that uh, before we go into the, the close? I want to share this, that you can have your next level life, whether that is career, relationships, faith, regardless of what's going on in your life, regardless of what's happened to you, regardless of how you feel, I'm just telling you to have hope. You can have it. It can happen. There are some steps that need to be taken. Some resourcing may need to be done. I just want everybody listening that's struggling to know that, you know, your life is not over. This is not how it's going to end. This is not the way it has to be that um, hope is a choice. And if you get up tomorrow and you choose hope, you're going to get to your next level of life. I guarantee it. Amen. Amen. So back to three feet from gold. Mm -hmm. I close um, unique leaders with this same question um, each week uh, because when I read three feet from gold and it truly ties into what we're speaking about today. But, you know, Jan shared our dear friend, Jan Gus Gibson shared this story uh, written by Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed. And it's, it's fiction, but it is um, a story that um, on some level carries to Greg's life. And he shares that. And he brought the manuscript uh, through the, Napoleon Hill Foundation to Sharon Lecter, and she helped him with insight and perspective mm. to uh, help him pull it together, so to speak, the book. But the thread of it, the story, the fiction portion of the story, is a gentleman from the East Coast during the gold rush days, went out West, and he bought a vein, so to speak, and started chipping away at it. And um, the locals kind of were laughing at him, and uh, regardless, was continuing to work at it. And then he gave up. He literally said, um, this is ridiculous. This is, you know, fool's rush in, so to speak. And he ended up selling it to a local who mm -hmm. knew the mountains well, knew the area well, and knew that he had done most all of the work, bought it for nothing, right. and got into the vein again, continued, and three feet mm -hmm. from gold. Mm -hmm. So it is so emblematic to so many things that we've done in our life that you have this goal, you have this dream, and you give up hope, as mm -hmm. you said. Hope, mm -hmm. to, hope to me is the fuel mm -hmm. to possibilities. Mm -hmm. You have to continue going. You cannot mm -hmm. stop. Right. But in the book, Sharon has put together what she calls this her success formula. Mm -hmm. And it's passion plus talent times association uh, times action plus faith wow. equals equals success yes yes perfect it's perfect that's exactly right so so i'm not asking 
you, Amy, to share, you know, da 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 But we've covered a lot of that. Yeah. And I ask everyone, what is your passion and what is your talent? Mm. Ooh. My passion is speaking into people's lives. I mean, that's my passion is to speak into your life and see effectual change. I, 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 I'm obsessed with seeing the fruit of that. And I don't want to do it if I'm not seeing the fruit. And so there's, there's a method behind the madness, right? I want to see, I'm going to pour in and see that change out of the lives I'm serving. That's my passion. Okay, my talent, that's hard. I always say my superpower is resilience. Is that a talent? I think so. I think that's... I mean, you know, I am a res I'm resilient. I am a bounce back ability bunny. I don't know. I just, you know, and, and I, that's, I don't know if that's just innate. That's a talent that God gave me maybe. That's, we can start a whole new little thread to this with that because, you know, that's a very good point because one thing, one dynamic, for instance, my passion is creating, mm -hmm. but that could be, but that word encompasses so much, mm -hmm. you know, that's not just, <coughs> excuse me, decorating my home, yeah, creating a life. Mm -hmm worth living, enriching, you know, I mean, yeah. so, but if I'm yeah. not creating, mm -hmm. I couldn't breathe. Yes. And if I'm not imparting, I, I would, you know, I'm sunk. I feel dead inside. My, I come alive when I'm do, like today, I feel so alive right now because I can share and I can impart into people's lives. So that is certainly my passion. But the same thing with resiliency. Resiliency is your talent but there's threats to that, mm -hmm. you know, resilient on being the best mother you could be during circumstances. Yeah. Holy yeah. crow. Yeah. I mean, that there's so many pieces to that mm -hmm. word resilient mm -hmm. that, you know, then you go off into family and motherhood and that, mm -hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, it encompasses you though. I, I couldn't mm -hmm. agree more. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, just as I just said, I, I'm so grateful to be here and just serve and help and share, share my story. Yes. And I hope that, um, you know, and we will continue to share as we do with everyone's unique leader mm -hmm. out um, with different groups and different uh, uh, folks that I know that this story, your story, Amy, will truly help and resonate with. Uh, but please just know that I truly thank you for being so transparent and uh, sharing because it is the, the success. And that word, again, is quotation marks around it, you know, is in the story because we could gloss over, right? Right. We're marketers. We could gloss over it. Yeah. But and spin it, you know, mm -hmm. but it is there's not going to help anyone mm -hmm. on any level. No. If we do that. So. No none well thank you again my love thank you megan thank you so much god bless you as well dear all right bye -bye. Bye. bye wow folks you know every time i do this show i learned not just about the individual 
Um, I learned nuggets, as I shared earlier in the introduction, I've known Amy for many years from the late uh, 2000s, but I learned details of that spirit of that person and truly hope that you took away Amy's spirit of never the resiliency and that desire to really reach people and help them through their own challenges. And so uh, thank you, Amy, for being with us today. And if you could, this would bless Amy and unique leaders so, so much. If you would share this out to your friends and your Facebook family that, uh, not just people that need it because the, as Facebook works, one person leads to the next person. So if you could share this out, we truly would appreciate it. And again, I, um, as Amy is in a journey, you know, I'm in a journey. I'm working towards uh, building a new uh, brand, so to speak. I sold my business in uh, June, the, the brick and mortar spa, the clinical Novitas spa clinical products live on. Um, and you can receive, uh, purchase those rather on our website, novitasspa.com. But I truly like Amy, would like to help people with their businesses. Um, I, I'm starting to do consulting. So if you would um, have any interest in that, do go over to megandemartino.com is my new business Facebook page and um, send me a friend uh, request and uh, let's chat, let's talk. And also on that page, I've put the uh, book, Hope and Possibilities. We spoke a lot about that today, but Hope and Possibilities just over the horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And as Amy is sharing about the tools to work through challenges uh, that are very, very serious challenges, but not maybe not as being, um, you know, a paralytic um, versus, uh, not versus, but uh, with other addictions and other situations, but we all have challenges. And so it's hope and possibilities just over the horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And I, during the uh, lockdown, I put it on both Novitas Spa site as well as this Megan DiMartino site at no charge. It is on Amazon. It hit number one on January 4th, which was my mother's birthday. Um, so it's always, uh, will always be special to me, but it is no charge. It's a PDF, you can download it. And I would love you to enjoy it because it, it regardless of hope and possibilities, it's a snapshot of a New York girl during the 50s, 60s and on. And it's, it's a time capsule also of many things. And so before we leave, Elizabeth, I'd just like to say hello to some folks that might have been with us today. And uh, thank you for joining us. And Ronald, hello. Ronald Coming and Robert Codosi and Randy Hall and Tony Sanchez, Lisa Copeland. I don't know if you're still on, but thank you for joining us. And Jerry Acuff and Melissa Peterson and Mitch Dalton and Ronnie Zapata and Rich Hernandez. Thank you guys for joining us, uh, Amy and I today. And I hope you enjoyed Amy Mills' story. And it is a very special story of hope and possibilities and her next uh, level. I mean, it is just uh, her book, Soul, uh, Soul, yeah, Soul Out and uh, Attain Your Next Level Life. So do go to Amazon and purchase that. And but do join her uh, mini course that uh, is going to be again next Thursday. Happy 
weekend. Have a blessed weekend. And we will see you on Monday for Motivation Monday. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandemartino.com. I have a free gift for you. My book, Hope and Possibilities, Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.